0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hi. Hi, I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Domster. I'm Henry Laksin. I'm Peter Toretko, and you're you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Tennis fans, we've returned, and we had mass controversy yesterday out on court, and it's what the what you're probably clicking on the video to hear us talk about, which was the big news. Denis Shapovalov goes out, but in very, very controversial circumstances due to this dodgy, dodgy umpire line call, which, as we know now, was incorrect.
1: Yeah, well, that- was it incorrect? There's there's a lot of uh, debates to talk about on this podcast. Um I think it's a good place to start, obviously, with the Chapovalov match. Definitely. Uh obviously that was your dark horse to win the tournament, so he's out. <sighs> <laughs> um nah, I'm pretty I'm sure bad. my one's out as well, right? Is, is Rude yeah. out yet?
0: He's this morning, he went out, unfortunately. Yep. He didn't. He went out fighting, but after that first set, and had yet another case, which I'm going to bring up and talk about in this match. The same thing happened again. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, should we just speak briefly? Well, about this Shapovalov match, though, because well, it went five sets there mm-hmm. to uh, Roberto Caballos Bainer, and yeah. I think everybody was probably a little bit surprised that Caballos Bainer was able to uh, take him all the way, really, in this one. I mean I well, was yeah, for
1: sure Shapovalov, mate he's um the better player of the two. Uh that first set was 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 huge and he wasn't able to take it. But let's talk about the big controversy because it happened in the fifth set at a yeah. very crucial moment in the match. He's 30-15 up. Um I believe it was was it 6-5? It
0: was uh he was well, It's the thumbnail the yeah. whole of the thing the video literally. Yeah yeah mate. I know. <laughs> but yeah he was he had it was 30-15 he was on his serve it was in the it was in the uh... he was
1: in essence he was serving for the serving yeah. for the match and he five, was 30, four. 15 up 5-4 five, five, four. Four. yeah yeah because yeah. he was serving for the match twice but we'll get on to that so he's five four, seven for the match 30-15 and there's a there's a dubious decision where yeah. he's he feels the ball was uh, out the umpire's gone check the mark come off his chair check the mark and he's deemed the ball to be in and Shapovalov <laughs> is fuming with it quite quite evidently um, yeah. As we know, there's no Hawkeye. Uh, yeah. They don't, don't implement that at all at the, at the <clears> French <throat> Open. And they rely purely on just looking at the ball mark, which a lot of people will say it works. It's a fi- it's effective. You can clearly see the mark. Uh, but in this situation, what, what mark was they looking at? Was they looking at a different mark?
0: Yeah, Or was. was they
1: unable to identify that specific mark? Because it is, no, it was... it's very it's, it's really tricky, isn't it?
0: And this is the same thing that happened today as well, except for today's one. He was pointing at a completely different mark altogether. And Rude is... And the same as Shapovalov said yesterday. I've been playing tennis for 15 years. I think I know where the ball hit and I can mark it and I can tell you where it went. Like I'm not yeah. calling it out for no reason. These players aren't trying to get one over on anyone. They're well, fair sportsmen. Well, majority. Well, let's look
1: at it. So say if that ball was um, actually called out, it would have been 40-15, then he was serve it. Then he's got two match points. From that moment on, he looked like he's there's a good chance he can win. It's not obviously a certainty, um, but you'd expect him then to... It's just not fair, is it? Because he would have had no. two match points and that would have been that. Uh, he's, he's hit out on Twitter. I'm sure you guys have seen it. Uh, very yeah. unhappy about it. He's posted a picture of the Hawkeye the like, decision. And um, yeah, it's, it's terrible, really. I, feel really. I feel really sorry for him because, in essence... It, the thing is, it's hard to say because then he's... He's not done himself any favours, really. I know some people in the comments are saying that um, John is specifically saying Shapovalov made 109 unforced errors at the net. No, no, at the end, no. at yeah, the yeah, end, yeah. a new record. Yeah. That's just, that's ridiculous. Like he doesn't help himself. And then after that, he's managed to break back anyway and then serve out for the match again. And he was unable to do it. So um, yeah. he's clearly got a bit of a problem ending matches. But in theory, you'd hope that the line calls and everything else was in your favour.
0: Well, <laughs> not even personal. in your favour, just fair. Well, my personal opinion on this whole thing is Hawkeye. I know that uh, we've got John there in the comments. He's just saying uh, that, like, well, it cannot be used yet because it's inaccurate due to the uneven surface. And then they're looking into this real bounce to see if you could, because uh, this is one of the other alternatives, isn't it, yeah, uh, yeah. that we've had at one of the other tournaments. I can't remember which one it was where they trialed it. And it seemed to work pretty well. But that was obviously hardcore. Yeah, this yeah. one, I don't know, but I just get the feeling if you were to use Hawkeye and not rely on the umpire, players are going to be a lot happier. There's going to be a lot less disagreement. They're going to trust the technology, whereas they do not trust uh, umpire, and especially with decisions like this. And there's a second one today. It happened to Kasper Rude, but a very pivotal point but- in the second set.
1: Yeah, but there's something we need to understand, yeah? And I've, cause I've done a bit of research before this podcast and the reason they don't use Hawkeye on clay is because the clay moves. Yeah. So it doesn't always stay the same. So after every single match, in theory, what they would have to do is then recalibrate uh, the cameras to then use the technology for the for the following match because apparently everything's going to be moving around. I don't understand all the, the science yeah. behind it all, but that's just the way it works. And to do that, it would take 20 minutes before each match so how, that's not feasible at the moment is it you don't want to have that extra additional time delay we want tennis to we want matches to be going on we exactly. don't want any disruption in the matches and then you've got the other argument with the fact that it's never really going to be truly accurate like it can't uh it can't predict the the, the bounce of the ball uh on clay it just it's been proven wow. it can't so what you're going to have then you're going to have hawk eye decisions calling balls in or out and then the players i know you're saying they're not going to argue it because they're going to just trust technology but trust me, if a, if a decision goes against them and they feel that it's unjust, you're going to have them then looking at the mall mark saying that's out, that's out, and then Hawkeye's is going to be saying a different thing and saying it's in. So you're going to always have this um, controversy. So that's uh, why it is a very tricky discussion to say, do I, do you think Hawkeye should be implemented or not?
0: I think that um, I think <laughs> that technology will catch up. Uh, we know how. Our- quickly things move in this day and age so I think that eventually it's not going to be long we're talking maybe a couple of years until some sort of amazing technology is invented to be able to deal with it and it has to be in my mind because I think we're very close to getting to the stage now where grand slams are contested with no line judges and just an umpire really and I think it should be that way and uh, I don't want to put anyone out of a job but if it's Think about this. Denis Shapovalov. you but You're missing the human side of this. Big no, time. But, no, Look but at them you're ball mid- boys at Wimbledon.
1: We know what it's like. Imagine I'm being a ball, ball boy growing boy. up. Being, yeah, oh, not the ball boys. Can, oh, just yeah, the line judges.
0: Just the line judges. I thought you I'm meant saying, just have an umpire. No, nah, you can have an umpire and ball boys. But then... Okay. Oh, these line judges, I'm sorry, but uh, at the end of the day, Dennis Shapovalov has gone out of this competition. If he'd have gone through to the next round, he might have even progressed even further. Each round that they go through, this could cost him like $40,000, $50,000 each time it goes through. This is his actual earnings, his like career prize money you're talking about. And you're sort of taking it out of his own hands. It's in, It's not fair. And like an umpire could potentially, he was one point away, he might have served it out. If there hadn't been the big controversy got in his head, he might have be $50,000 richer or euros richer right now. So it, it, it's a big thing and that can get in your, in your head and it might put players off wanting to play on clay as well because they're like, well, I can't trust the decisions. Hmm. So, I mean, I'm totally for the use of technology and obviously they can't have it in the really small competitions but definitely in grand slams i think you just got to use everything with that you've got and um, with your ability to be able to predict well or get the calls right i don't know that's my personal opinion it's a sticky subject but
1: yeah but actually related to this game if i looked at the decision again i do upon I, pomf- I do think the ball was out like obviously the whole kai confirmed yeah. that people are saying well oh, how can you how can you see that that's accurate but it was quite a distance. It was showing that it was. That. It wasn't like a marginal uh, no, it error. Was... And I think that Good. is that's huge because I do feel like obviously it's a huge statement to make. I think he would have won that match if that decision uh, yeah. would have gone in his favour. Yeah.
0: Thank uh, thanks everybody for joining us on the uh, live podcast here today. Uh, we got Dylan there in the comments and uh, keep up the awesome podcast. Thanks. Really appreciate that. He's a good friend of the podcast. And, uh, yeah, a few other people in there. we got Joel back in there again and uh, Melez back in again as well and a couple of other new people, which is great. Yeah, uh, yeah. keep throwing in your questions. Uh, yeah, and we'll just do our best to answer them going through. The, yeah, so going through the pod. Go on, sorry. On that match, let okay. finish
1: off with that. What do you make of Boehner?
0: What, of uh, Kabaez Boehner? Yeah. Uh, I th- Well, I think he played out of his skin to be able to get past Shapovalov to him. So watching the match, I think he can't take it away from him. He actually played really well. Probably yeah. the best tennis I've seen him play, especially at a Grand Slam. And, if you, well, you've got to watch out for these Spaniards on the clay. And uh, he was hitting some amazing shots as well, though. You can't yeah, was, really, yeah. like, some amazing passing shots. Shapovalov was trying to rush the net, and he was getting passed, like, by a matter of inches, like, than just getting inside the lines and stuff. So you've got to give him some credit. And I think I don't know if he's going to go any further in the competition. But uh we see who he's got next. It's Grigor Dimitrov. So um I'm not really fancying him in that match. He's just been to five with Chapavalov. So yeah. Mike. But he's done well. He's done well he's obviously I think it's taken... going to be
1: quite close. We know with Dimitrov he can have an off day quite easily. Yeah <laughs> he can, he can. <laughs> um, But I think Dimitrov, this tournament, he's been playing really good. So you'd expect him to be a clear favourite there, obviously. We'll get straight onto that with Andres Martin. He was able to comfortably beat him there in three sets.
0: Too easy. Um, What about this one? I just wanted to... Well, the surprise package of the French Open so far, isn't it? Well, he's
1: unseeded. Kevin Anderson, (laughs) unseeded, mate. That's a dangerous proposition. We know he's got Grand Slam experience. We know he's such a, a big hitter of the ball. He's got a fantastic serve. Uh, overall game is actually pretty fantastic um he's just been hampered with a lot of injuries of late and not been playing so much tennis and people are kind of writing him off on the basis of that but that's that's not wise trust me that seriously is not wise no and, you um, cannot
0: never he's write been, him off
1: well, he's been a huge underdog in every match i don't understand like the bookies clearly don't rate him at all like do they not realize how good kevin anderson can be
0: I bet he's not a big fan in Serbia right now. He's taken out two Serbians in a row in the last two rounds. So he's up against a tough match next, though. And Andrei Rublev. Andrei Rublev, well, he went through in four sets against davidovich Fakina, as we know. Yep. And that's a really impressive win, really. And he did it in, with style points, I think, because he was looking dodgy in that first set. And he turned it around and managed to come back to win it. And Mate. T- well, go on.
1: Yeah. No, I think this this tie is actually really exciting. The reason is Rublev, we've known historically to struggle against them big hitting players like a yeah. Berrettini, uh, even Medvedev to some extent. I think Medvedev maybe a little bit more tactical and resilient than the others, but I think uh, Anderson's that type of player as well, and he could cause Rublev a lot of issues.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. He's uh, got the big serve and he's been backing it up this tournament with some amazing like ground shots as well. He's, I think the conditions are really suiting his game. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting, that one. I'm really looking forward to seeing if Big Kev can go through again or is it going to be Andre Rublev? He's obviously on a bit of a run at the moment, one in Hamburg and now making a good run at the French. So, yeah, yeah. exciting stuff. Uh, what other ones did we have yesterday? Did we have it? Oh, we had uh, Stefanos. Yeah. Well this is this is the real Stefanos turning up now. Pass smashed out Pablo Cuevas there and easy. I and mean, that's that's all I got to say about that. Easy.
1: Did, did you know Sitterpas, Like, um, he's he's come out and said that Cuevas was like a role model for him growing up. Like, he used I'm to look, watch his, he used to watch his tennis and think, oh, this guy's quality. Like, he's someone I want to play like. And he's based a lot of his game off Cuevas, which I find quite fascinating.
0: Well, he's a very attractive like uh, style of play that he plays, and you can see the similarities now you say it when you see them both on court. I was watching the match yesterday, and yeah, they both got this sort of like uh, very stylish backhands, and just like there's just a like elegance to each of their game, which uh, he obviously is incorporating to his been maybe a slightly more successful uh match play but uh yeah easy win for him there i think it was a battle of like the old versus the new and yeah, yeah. it was, I, I just thought he just made it look too easy and that, that's yeah, I the agree. sort of sitter pass and Cuevas is good it's yeah. not like he's bad player Sitter pass made it look like he was 200 in the world or something it was yeah very easy day at the office yeah no
1: i agree completely and just looking at the draw there he's got badeni in the next round uh, I don't want to be too disrespectful on Badeni, but <laughs> he's, he's someone know. like... I, you, you do never know of him, but you'd expect City pass. I feel like that's an easier maybe match than the Quavers one. Or is that harsh? I don't know. I'm not I, sure I would what so. like on clay.
0: Yeah, um, I, I would have said so as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, we are, obviously we were saying, well, we've got some matches that are playing right now as it's showing here. Yeah, we're getting a lot of
1: Gaston love in the comments. Uh, yeah, Gaston's up 5-3. That's pretty cool. He's, he's Unfortunately, against... we're not going to be able to do a live watch-along for that, Melez. Uh, we've got a lot of work on today. We're both accountants and it's the end of the month, so everything's yeah. a bit intensified. This but hopefully, we'll try and do a live watch-along uh, on the weekend.
0: Yeah, so yeah, this one here, which was obviously, well, Stan, Stan Bavrinka is playing at the moment uh, and I can, well... Just bring. I think bring you might it. need
1: to get flash scores up. Doesn't have it on it, yeah. does
0: it? Yeah, I was going to say. I don't think. Oh, I just tried oh, to might, re- re- just tried to refresh. Oh, yeah, it, it does. That's cool. There you go. So Gaston's taken the second set against Vavrinka, and Huge. super interesting. I mean, I Gaston's was watched-
1: another young player as well. He's he's a um, a young French player. We've we've watched him a lot on the challengers. Uh, we've always fancied him actually in a lot of matches. He's not quite won many finals or semi-finals, but no. Um, it he's looks Frank like he's is. doing it on the big stage against Stamon Franca, of all people.
0: He's probably got those French. Fizz. It always helps, doesn't it? Like, they, you Never uh, underestimate how uh, the, the home crowd, because apparently there's a thousand people are allowed into the stadium as well today. Yeah. So that's that's still quite a lot of people. And you can actually hear the vocal uh, like of people in there cheering people on. And I think it's really helping players. And especially the French people. We had Herbert who did really well against uh, yeah. the other day, and I think it's helping Gaston as well. And Gaston well, mate, is. 200- playing the Italians. Well, yeah, they're probably going to go That's a long You know,
1: it's a record in the Open I era. You know. The amount of Italians in a in the latter stage of a of a Slam
0: five. Is in it a, six? In, I thought it was nice. six. No, it's five in the round of thirty-two, and okay. the previous best before that was actually only three. No. Which uh, which is pretty crazy. So they've uh, nearly doubled their tally there, which is really impressive and uh, great for if you're an Italian as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: And, and just sorry, I went off the off topic of the Wawrinka Gaston match there. Jack has no just come in and said uh, he's a young French player with lots of talent.
0: Well, yeah, clearly goes, a big
1: fan. of Gaston.
0: It goes, I mean, with Gaston. Let me just check, see his age. Yeah, only twenty years old there. So yeah, yeah. really young, promising. Yeah. Uh, I moved over to the women's there for a second. Uh, I just wanted to touch on uh, this morning. We had obviously Dominic Team was playing against Casper uh, Ruud. Let me see. Yeah, that's a really good
1: match. Let's yeah, talk about so
0: this one if we just have it here. And Dominic Team never fails to disappoint, does he? On the clay, uh, I watched the whole match and. I was sort of blown away by him. He didn't even, he wasn't playing well. Ruud. Yeah, I was going to Dominic, say the same thing. That
1: first set, he was not playing well at all. His service, sets, serving wasn't very good and uh, no. managed just to find a way. And that's what champions do, man. And that's This is the effect of him winning the US Open, I feel.
0: I hope so. I mean, it, it, it was just so promising to see someone who you know has just so much ability like Dominic Team. We know how good he is uh, at Roland Garros as well. Uh it was just incredible. He was obviously well, he was doing his same thing again. Uh Love fifteen Dominic Team came out again in this <laughs> match and the running theme of that kept on going. But by the time he got to that well, he had that dodgy call, Casper Ruud at the beginning of the second set. It was in the first game of the second set. He had this dodgy call. He was it was at juice. And he went on to win the next point, so he would have had advantage. Instead, he had break point against him in the first. Yeah, so you can't do that. He was instantly mentally gone in the second set, and I don't think it would have helped him anyway. But Dominic Team just took over from the first game of the second set, and then it was a little bit defeated. He was arguing with the umpire, and 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 the, and the ball was out again. And the, the umpire came; I was pointing at the wrong spot. He was said, "Look." I, I've, I've marked it for you. That's not that one. It's this one. And then they confirmed it on Hawkeye again. So I don't know whether yeah, yeah. You actually confirmed. But anyway, don't take away Dominic Team. Amazing. Uh, it just this is. I've I just got a lot to just go on about. Just for a second, just to have a look at Dominic Team and his like body of work. Bear in mind, Dominic Team, his draw for this competition is horrendous, and it's the worst one out of everyone. You've got Rafa and Djokovic, they're just loving it. They're just brushing aside like these nobodies, but they're not nobodies. I'm doing a disrespect. Oh, that's a bit... That's a, bit, that's a
1: brushing, low one there. They're,
0: they're brushing aside people who team would love to play, let's say. Look who Dominic teams had. Maran Chilich, US Open champion. Jack Sock, former top 10, who's taken sets off Rafael Nadal at the French Open before. Casper Rude, he won in Buenos Aires. He got to the final in Santiago and he's been a semi-finalist in Rome and Hamburg on clay this year. If Stan Wawrinka gets through, he's going to be playing a former French Open champion in the next round. But even and if then- Stan
1: doesn't get through and he plays against Gaston... He's Still going to be tough. playing an in Gaston who's yeah. just knocked out Stan Wawrinka. who's 20 years old, a hometown player in the form of his career. And uh, cool. by the look of the comments, there's a lot of love for Gaston. So he must be, it's going to be an interesting one to watch on the highlights after this.
0: Yeah. And if he gets through that, then you've got potentially the guy who beat Rafael Nadal in the Masters <laughs> a week ago, Diego Schwartzman. <laughs> and then if you get past him, you've got multiple-time French Open champion, Rafael Nadal. And if that's not enough, then you might face world number one and potential greatest of all time, Novak Djokovic.
1: Mate, my biggest so, fear is Dominic Team managing to beat all of these players you're talking about, gets to the final <laughs> and it's just completely just exhausted. You just see him like basically sleeping on the court, uh, which could quite well happen. I feel yeah. like his draw is that tough. Um, it, it, it quite well could happen for sure but the thing is with Dominic team we know how many matches this guy can play he's probably got the best fitness and stamina on the whole tour yeah. he's a young guy I say young I think he's like 27 28 so he's got he's got a lot of energy to give and a lot of fight and, uh, and passion and I think that us open is going to give him the confidence he needs so if anyone can do it Dominic team can I feel
0: yeah I'm I, well I'm totally with you on that I think he's been he said that, the He feels the fatigue from the US Open as well, and he's feeling it a little bit. So he's acknowledging it. People keep asking him about it, and he is saying, yeah, I am. I feel the fatigue, and it's only going to get worse during the competition. But he said the one thing that's keeping him going is the fact this is the French Open, and he just wants that French Open grand slam. He's been to the last two finals there, wants to get there and finally win it. And if he's going to win it, He's going to have to beat the who's who of clay court tennis to do it. And wouldn't it be incredible if he does? I do not yeah, yeah. put it past him. Like the way he's in or well, the form he's in, he's probably the most informed person on the tour, really. If not, if Djokovic. Well, Djokovic
1: is the, the clear yeah. one, but without him, you'd say Dominic Team. Yeah. yeah,
0: without him, you'd say Dominic Thiem. Uh, I just, well. Just, just a few fun... words on Casper yeah,
1: Rude quickly. Do I just it. want yeah, to say yeah. like uh, incredible from him young guy coming through and he's played a lot of matches recently. Like, he's really impressed. I think uh, Melez has sort of uh, summed it up quite nicely, really, just saying how Rude's worn down in the end. And I think I would agree with mm. that, personally. I think he's played a lot of matches. Um, it's not always the quantity of matches. Sometimes it's the level of uh, players he's been playing against. He's had some uh, big draws in, in Rome. I think he beat uh, Berrettini. He then played, obviously, Novak Djokovic, where he went out but these sort of players they will mentally and physically sort of uh, grind you down and he's yeah. had a good run here as well obviously coming through five sets against Tommy Paul and um I think now he needs a good good rest two weeks off and then uh hopefully we'll see him very soon
0: yeah I mean he's such a bright prospect I think he's only 21 years old as well so just He's got, got a bright future in the game man so much I mean the sky's the limit and this is some people were probably saying he was maybe in the top eight people you'd expect to maybe win this tournament, like out of all the people really, because of his form on clay this year. And look what Dominic team's gone and done to him, sent him packing. And that's just the level, the the levels in tennis right now. And Dominic team is well, and truly uh, he's one of the big four now. And uh, he's, he's a challenger in every grand slam now. And you want to be worried yeah, if you're coming up against him next, and who who's it going to be? He's had a very relatively easy route through there, and now if Stam takes if it, goes to five or something, you'd fancy team again. Yeah. So, well, I agree. If we, yeah. If we if we just uh, I just wanted to just move over. There's a game playing right now that uh, I know that we were talking about a lot yesterday, which I'll just flick it into here so that we can see it. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, yeah I can see it's it. this one here. Yeah, Sebastian Corda, and what a performance this is! You know how good Pedro Martinez is, and Seb Corda looks like he's going to take him out in straight sets. He's yeah, that's, that's I think set. that's
1: really good, man. And um, you've been uh, to be fair, I've not been listening to you enough. I think I know yeah. Ben's been; he's been bigging up this Corda guy the whole way for for a while now, and I've not really had a chance to watch much many of his matches before. But this is this is a really impressive one. This is going to get a lot of people watching him uh, yeah. and and worried about him. To be fair, you would not want to play him in the form he's playing in uh, because no. Pedro Martinez, bearing in mind he's been, well, oh, I don't think he's been he's not lost many games at all so far, no. yeah. and uh, he's not dropping any games. And here he's just being well, it's, it's demolition job, really.
0: Well, it's it's so crazy. And then I was just looking into obviously seb corda himself and i i didn't wasn't even aware i didn't know why it, i didn't put the link together in my mind but i only uh found out that his dad uh, petra corda was actually a french open finalist uh, oh, wow. he lost to jim courier in 1992 and he was an australian open champion as well in 1998 so oh, wow. he comes from high stock seb corda so don't be... This shouldn't really be that much of a surprise. He's coming from a Grand Slam <laughs> champion. This is... But he's still
1: got to do it, though. It's different your dad doing it and you, and you going out and doing it. So, let's give him Catherine credit
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, Casper Rude sort of surpassed his dad, I
0: feel, already. He has. Yeah, I know. So, that's what I mean. It's always interesting. You see these uh fathers been playing and then the sons been playing. So... That's quite an interesting one, though, I thought. And Seb Corder, it'd be interesting to see. I'll just have a quick look to see who he would have in the next round If should he go through. Well, it looks like he'll have to take a mammoth comeback if he doesn't man- manage. Oh, i got to go down to the bottom of the draw. Apologies. I'm just giving everyone the run around. Yeah, here we go. So, oh, God. <laughs> the next round. Ooh, uh, potentially... Rafael Nadal, you'd think out of that <laughs> match. Uh, yeah, Travaglia. Yeah. Travaglia's had a good tournament. Let's just put it that way. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he'll be going through. I think Dominic Team will probably be saying, "How come I got Casper Rude and you get Stefano Travaglia?
1: Mate, put some respect on Travaglia.
0: He's very good, but more but on even still, than... Nadal.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't give him a chance. Even, <laughs> even saying all of that, he doesn't. I just don't see it. Um, and then, obviously, potentially, it looks like right now we're going to be seeing a quarter Nadal. Um, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be really thing. good for quarter, I think, because I I always feel like when you're playing some really top tennis and you're in some good form, the best yeah. thing you can do is and then maybe play one of the best in the world because it then it, it enables you to sort of see where your game's actually at. Uh, there's no good beating players who you're comfortably beating. Obviously, you wouldn't expect him to be beating a lot of the people he has done, but I think Rafael Nadal now will be a really good uh, way for him to sort of improve his game and uh, implement some new uh, new shots and techniques. Really, because clearly he's a top player, but then playing the best, the ultimate best, is only going to make you a lot better. So yeah. this is going to be a great opportunity for Corda, regardless of the result.
0: Oh, for sure, and he uh, can just. Uh... Hutmore held his head high. Sorry, get my words out. Uh, and well, I think we should just go up to the other, like, uh, top side of the draw where, well, Galam Reveros has got uh, a tough match next, but I don't think it's going to be an easy one for Djokovic either because Galan Reveros he obviously dispatched tennis Sangran well with style points. Straight sets. That was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, the
1: thing with me though is there's levels to this game in tennis, man. And <laughs> if is. you're looking at uh, Gallon, who he's beat, he's beat. Who is it? Just there, you beat Sangren and Cam Norrie, I believe. They're yeah. not. They're good players, but come on, Novak Djokovic is in a in a world of his own. I don't see right. Gallon troubling them at all. As that, much as he's no had Sangren? a great tournament, it's on it's on clay courts, mate. It's on cl- <laughs> Sangron on clay courts is uh, a <laughs> it's a different proposition. Sangren's a brilliant player, but he's on clay courts is a different thing altogether.
0: Yeah, I don't I totally agree. This is sort of uh, I I it sort of looks like the end of the road for Galam Riveros, but at least get, let's see if we can give Djokovic a, a bit of a game anyway. I, it would be nice to see uh Djokovic get a little bit tested. He doesn't seem like he's got our second gear yet. So yeah. it'd be nice to see when people start testing him, you start seeing the real Djokovic turning up and you get to see some the real... The problem is,
1: this is a good match for Djokovic to sort of get warmed up and uh, sort of take his game to the next level. Cause that's what happens with him. He always starts off a bit slow and then as each round progressive progresses, sorry, he gets yeah. better and better. And then by the time he gets to the final, he's usually in some God mode. <laughs> no one knows what to do.
0: <laughs> Definitely is. Andy, well, in this next fixture, that's a real interesting one.
1: Mate, I, t- I see that as a total 50-50 match. Garen Hatchinoff, I I think Garen's a better clay court player. I think Hatchinoff generally is a better player. Um, very difficult to decide between the two. For yeah. me, it's a complete toss-up. I wouldn't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It could be a five-setter and then just decided in the fifth, to be honest. Oh, that'd be
0: pretty epic. But well, the winner will have potentially... Novak Djokovic, so do uh, you want to keep it as short as possible, I think? Uh, yeah. This one, oh God, this, these well, these two are two amazing matches. The next round is oh, epic. And I saw but, in the
1: comments someone put, there's five Spanish players here as well. No, <laughs> no, no, we're not ignoring the Spanish guys. I think it was uh, Joaquim. Five Spanish too, as always. Literally yeah. on clay, you would you kind of expect it. Spanish, no. this, well, they've always been known to be well, are going to be the best clay court players in the world. Yeah, i um, will well, up there up. with like Argentina as well. I feel like that's a very good nation. Yes. Clay court players. Yes, very
0: good. Yeah, so, but yeah. Like,
1: the Italians are rocking it, mate. And it was six, you know, because I was including the women's as well. You've got a lump uh, okay. on the women's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get onto them. We'll get onto them after. Yeah, uh, yeah but Batista Good Carina Buster. Which way do you see that going? I
1: uh, see. I see a, a good winning it. I've Ooh, been super really? impressed with him. Yeah, I think he's he looks good, man. Who, who's he beaten in the previous round? I forget now. Is he's it
0: taking, Attila Balaz. Attila Balaz. <laughs> and
1: what, the round before it was Quetfa.
0: Uh Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah,
1: so that's what I'm saying. I just think he's, well, look how he beat Attila Balaz. I
0: know. I
1: think Attila in that first set was 3-1 up as well. I was thinking, what's going on here, Attila? <laughs> he's doing it, mate. I can't believe it's happening. And then he just doing crumbled. It, the it was the too part. good.
0: I know, Guido yeah. Pella's no schmuck though on the clay and they took and then, him out. In I, just- I just
1: personally think, obviously, you could say uh, whoever Djokovic plays out of them two he's going to be fearing, right? Because that'll be Djokovic's, is it potential semi no, quarter-final, is it? Yeah, I believe so. I think it's a quarter-final match against yeah. either of them two, potentially. Obviously, there's a lot of other players there. And uh, them two are the ones uh, he's probably most fearful of. Obviously, Buster's the one who beat him in US Open. You say beat him, um, he was the man <laughs> who made him rage <laughs> and hit, hit a lion charge.
0: If we get a rematch of that, that'd be classic, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, and then a good. obviously, we've seen what he's done to Djokovic. He's been so close recently in t- to beating Djokovic. It was just yeah. a few moments of pure excellence from from Novak, really, to sort of suppress him.
0: Well, I, I'm sort of going towards Carino Buster to to win this one. I don't know why. There's just something about him, I think, that I think people aren't giving him the credit he deserves. He got to the semis of the US Open. I just think he's been going through in style in this tournament so far and hasn't really... I don't know if he's even dropped a set yet. But, yeah, yeah he's yeah. looking very, very impressive. So I wouldn't be surprised if he goes through this this one. And not going to be an easy one even if he goes through that because then you've got this amazing matchup and this is a great like we were just saying on the other one with Corda, and you've got to test yourself against the best well Altmaier testing himself against Matteo Berrettini this is a real test of see how good you are yeah yeah. look how good Berrettini has been this tournament so far
1: yeah I think his net play has really uh, impressed me so far Uh, it's just his hands he's got some of the best hands on tour he's quite a big guy as well but He's a top player, and I think I think
0: Berrettini will win that. We should do, uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see if we get uh, one of these relatively unknown players going through to the next round. There's quite a few people who could be making it through to the next round who you might not have seen, like yeah, especially yeah. Big Kev. There, he might be able to get for another round too. <laughs> but should we uh, move have on? We, to- have we gone through all
1: the matches? Um, I think today, so. From yesterday, I think,
0: I we, think Jok- we did. Did we? Do, do we have Djokovic? Was he one of them? we
1: missed quite a few, I believe. Obviously, yeah, there's Djokovic there. Well, I don't think there's even much to say about the Brankis one. It was done in, what, an hour and 30 minutes or something? Bring up, it yes. was just a complete just obliteration, really. Hatchinoff beat Vesely. We didn't touch on that, but there's not really much to talk about. Um, yeah, I think I'm quite happy with all of them, to be fair.
0: Yeah, I think we touched on most of them. Some of them in yesterday's were playing, weren't they, when we yeah. were doing, So, Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Okay, so we move on to the women's, and look what happened yesterday. What did we say? Fiona Farrow going through against Rybakina. Wait, wait, was... I thought
1: I said that. I'm pretty sure you said Rybakina.
0: No, I said Farrow, mate.
1: Mm, I don't know. I'm going to have to watch the podcast back from mate, yesterday. I'm pretty I... confident you you fancied
0: Rybakina. No, why did I bring up the stats, mate? That's why mm. I brought them all up. I'm going to have to check that one. I said it's going to be hard to go against Fiona Farrow in her form. Because, oh, yeah.
1: You might Yeah, you might have said that,
0: to be fair. The one that I got completely wrong was Pliskova. <laughs> <laughs> I said repeat Muguruza. <laughs> and what happened? She lost uh, in terrible fashion. And the, both the Pliskovas go out and uh, have to go and look in the mirror and try and work out what's going on. Yeah, go and console each mate. other.
1: The, I thought like on the women's draw, the main one is obviously Hallep. Uh, Joel's just confirmed now. She's just won her match. Sweet. And I don't see anyone stopping her. I, I don't even think of Fiona Same. Ferro in the form she's in can stop her. She's just like um like with she's just a level above a lot of the other players, in my opinion. Like they can be playing their best tennis, but she's just better than them. Yeah. Is that harsh? I don't know.
0: No, it's not harsh. It's just it's just true. And the this is the crazy thing. The result today for Simona Halep was six love six one against Anisimova, who in the last round she bageled somebody else. And can you believe the last time these two actually played was at last year's French Open? And Anisimova beat Halep. So what's happened in in a year? She's now gone to a breadstick and a bagel. <laughs> so I'm not sure what's happened there. Like the Hallett, when she shows up, she shows up, and and over. Well, I'm not sure what happened there. You, you just, just, just poor. Like you can't go out a breadstick and a bagel. Yeah, yeah. So which I, one are you looking at? Sorry, I haven't got it on here. Well, I think I might need to update. It. It's going to be right at the top. Here you go. Just let me refresh.
1: <laughs> you were saying it, and I was wondering what you were talking
0: about. No, I was just, I was just talking about it just while it was fresh in my head. So, yeah, look, you can see it there. there This other one down here, uh, we said it would be the end of Bouchard, and it was the end of Bouchard, tick. But that was an amazing performance. Well, she's
1: been doing it consecutively now in the slams. She got to the fourth round of the Australian Open. She's done, uh, I forget the other ones now, but she's had some brilliant results in the slams for a young girl as well. Yeah. One to watch.
0: And do you know in that match, 30 winners she hit, which is... Well, that's amazing. Like, yeah, had- and I think it was, what?
1: what, 15 unforced errors, if I'm not mistaken, I believe.
0: Uh, I think you might might be right there as well. Uh, yeah, it was just a masterclass, really. And Bouchard, who we know is sort of on the comeback, she got the wild card uh, into the event. Yeah, she just blew her out of the water. And uh, let me just check. Yeah, 15 unforced errors, 30 winners. So, yeah, yeah. And-,
1: and Jackie says about Halep, uh, here Hallep is so quick around the the damp, heavy clay court. Can't get by her. That's that's yeah. how it is, man. Like she's just in the world of her own. Joel fancies uh, <laughs> a Halep. Kenin would be an awesome final. I don't think so. I'm not really, I'm not really struck on Kenin on clay. I think yeah, she struggled through her last match. She's not been super impressive. I'd be uh, I don't know. We'll have a look. I'll, I'll tell you who I'd prefer to see her play against in the final.
0: And uh, can we uh, just bring up uh, Joel confirming there that I definitely did say Pharaoh was (laughs) going to be (laughs) Bikina. Mate, I'll put
1: it on the screen for you. (laughs)
0: Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, Joel, just for confirming that. Uh, (laughs) just don't want any disagreements here. But uh, yeah, down in the bottom half of the draw for the women's, well, she went, Ostapenko is probably that one down the bottom who's looking pretty dangerous. Uh, And then Kvitova, obviously, she's another one in that other side of the draw.
1: Can you just move the screen along a little?
0: Yeah, just bear with me one sec. I've just got another window open. I can remove it, I think. That's
1: probably the best way. Then you
0: add it again. Yeah, it sounds like an easier. And then I can just bring up the actual... I'll bring the drawer up on... Bear with me one second. Yeah, just get rid of that one. And then I'll bring up another one. Okay. Right, where is the drawer? I believe it's this one. Okay. Is that bringing up the right draw?
1: Uh, it's got the draw up. I can't quite see it. It's too small.
0: I'm not sure if that's the right one. That's the. Is that there? Ah, here we go. Sorry about this. Right. Okay. So we can see, hopefully this is updated. Yes. Right. So we've got Hal up at the top there against Swiatek. That's going to be a really exciting matchup. And then we go all the way down. So I just wanted to show you the bottom half of the draw. Sorry if this is going to make you feel dizzy. So we had Ostapenko. So I'll zoom in a bit more for the people. who It's going to be harder to see. Uh, Ostapenko against Bedoza next round. That's going to be quite an interesting matchup. And don't forget Badoza knocked out Sloane Stevens uh, Yeah, I yesterday. think Badoza's,
1: I don't know, it's hard to say. Obviously Ostapenko, she's won the French Open before. <laughs> Um, it's difficult to see and when she's on she's really good like she's hits a lot of she's a bit like a, a Shapovalov I feel of the, of the women's tour <laughs> in terms of she'll hit a lot of unforced errors but also a lot of winners as well and it sort of counteracts each other uh, yes. but some days she'll hit a lot more unforced errors than the winners so that's when she's in trouble and yeah hopefully she not have one of them days because Badoza will, will walk it I think because she's quite a consistent player
0: Definitely. Uh, we've got uh, Petra Martic there against Laura Sigmund. That could be quite interesting. I'm uh, not sure how that one would go. Martic, she, when she turns up, she's really good. But some uh, when she first came back, she wasn't impressing me at all. But... Yeah,
1: I, I don't know, really, myself. I think maybe siegmund could win.
0: Yeah, possible, possible. Uh, ah, Borel,
1: That's what I wanted to talk about—the 17-year-old French girl.
0: <laughs> that's it, mate. The French going through again. These young French players i uh, seem to be like relishing the chance, don't mate, they? Mate,
1: what a result there against Kajajuva. No one really thought she would be able to do that, and that is amazing. A uh, hometown slam to be doing that is, mate. That's a, that's a r- brilliant achievement. To be doing that at this young age is yeah. already. She's only going to get better. And uh, Zhang, someone you'd think is potentially beatable. Uh, we know Zan can be actually a, one of the top players on the women's tour and very tricky customer, but you never know. Borel, on the women's tour, there's a lot of upsets and Burrell could quite easily uh, provide one here.
0: Yeah, Borel, 19 years old, uh, which is just uh, amazing. French number 415 in the world, which is pretty crazy that she's got this far so far. Uh, yeah, yeah. Credit to her. And
1: I'm hearing uh, right now that play's been suspended in, uh, yeah. in France, which is a bit of a straight in uh doesn't look good for gaston
0: Uh, that's not that's a frustrating one especially if you're in the flow of things and
1: but saying that it could be it could be a blessing in disguise because usually uh stan vrenka quite slow to get going in matches (laughs) maybe if you have a little break it could uh take him a while to get back up to speed but based off that first set he didn't look like he had many problems
0: no yeah very true yeah and uh uh, who else has been suspended as well? We've got Fritz and Senego's suspended, and that's one set all now. In, well, uh, S- oh, sorry, oh, really? Two, two sets to love. Sorry, oh, I, I was know. gonna say, I, thought, uh, I read was the first was uh, smashing it. <laughs> sorry, yeah, Fritz is
1: not, Fritz is struggling big time. He's not, not doing great at
0: all. It's not really a clay quarter though, is he? No, no, cool. I mean. Uh, yeah, the other ones I was just gonna look up on that draw anyway. We had Kovitova versus Leila Fernandez, which is up in the in the next round, which is a real exciting matchup. Mate, we could see a
1: Kovitova Hallop final. Is that possible?
0: Yeah, that's a possible. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. I could see that.
1: They're both it was, experienced players.
0: It all just depends how this one does. I think Ostapenko could really cause everyone problems in this uh, tournament if she continues the way she is. And uh, Even I, don't know. I think
1: Fiona Ferro, I think Fiona Ferro maybe is a better prospect than Kenny right now.
0: Look who she's up against next, though. The Tig, the, the Tig, can she beat the Tig? I think she probably can. Before. I think she
1: can as well. And I think it probably would set up a a farrow Ferro match which I think Ferro will win.
0: I think so as well. But yeah. we're quick to write off Sophia Kennan on clay. So. Muguruza
1: there as well. Come on, we can't uh, forget her.
0: Ons jabur Sabalenka, there's other people in there that we're forgetting about. It's not a foregone conclusion by any... And Poronkova, we haven't even spoken <laughs> about her. She's still like there in the draw. She could sneak through again. And, well, you saw today, Podoroska, she's gone through again. And yeah. this is, again, uh, well, this amazing run of form that she's been on at the moment. And she, uh, well, how many matches has she won in a row now? Uh, let me just have a quick check. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's about 11 matches straight now she's won. And sh- don't forget, Shmedlova took out Azarenka in straight sets. So <laughs> this is an amazing scalp for uh, Podoroska. And you wouldn't want to be playing the next. So Peronkova or Krajko- Krajkova? Yeah. Yep. That's going to be a tough one for either of them. I would expect Podoroska to be maybe going through that uh, one. I
1: want to see a Peronkova Podoroska, but then Podoroska <laughs> will probably win.
0: Battle of the peas <laughs> and then, uh, Svitalina, yeah, she went through earlier and uh, in easy style, really. I think she just did just enough. Wait, get... she's
1: already there, looks like she's in the final by herself.
0: That's it, <laughs> and she might have Garcia or Mertens next. Mertens has so got, got to be, gotta be Mertens, isn't it? You yeah, think, yeah. and well, yeah, some exciting stuff, anyway, on the women's side of things. Uh, you just don't know who you can't call it though, yeah, yeah, for I think sure. Halep. Halep, but if she didn't win it, who would you pick out of the rest? It's like a mixed bag, isn't it? You I keep just...
1: saying, I feel like you've got Hallep all the way up here, and then you've got maybe like three or four of them, like two or three levels below her. I don't want to be harsh. I just see it like that. I just think Hallep's just too good against in these yeah. conditions as well. I think she's like a level above most of them other players right now.
0: Fair. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, I totally agree. Uh, the only thing that might catch her out is... Just one of these possible unknown players, which are on a storming run, like if Fiona Farrell, Podaroska, people something yeah. like that. I think she's not gonna. They're gonna be unknown entities to her, and they might be able to cause her problems just based upon being unknown. But I think all the other players she's probably played quite a few times before. Probably knows their weaknesses and how to get it over the line. Uh, so yeah, no, I agree. Exciting stuff, though. Anyway.
1: Yeah, do you want to get up the uh, men's matches that's going on right now? I know play's been suspended, but we'll just see. I'm more interested to see what's happening right now. Uh, we'll have a quick chat about that and then we'll wrap it up for today.
0: Sure. One sec. I'll just pull up the live scores. Oh, no, it's not going to come up on the live. They've been suspended. Apologies.
1: That <laughs> nah, should right. still do on flash scores. Nah, right? I think it
0: it it's still. That's it a So, yeah, this is what there is at the moment tell me if you need me to zoom more yeah just zoom slightly one sec i need to make my window a bit bigger there you go oh but then it moves all the scores away there you go <laughs> <laughs> what's going on <laughs> so then
1: we've got yeah what's it so later on we've got Coria, sinner gombos Schwartzman. There What's down below
0: that? <laughs> well, uh, sorry, apologies. Yeah, so uh, we've got Zverev, Zverev
1: Chechenata, then Travaglia, uh, Nadal. Yeah, some really good matches. I think that Correa-Sinna uh, one the one that stands out to me.
0: Which the most even, you mean? Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think it's, um, I can't really call it at all.
0: Yeah. I mean... Maybe uh,
1: Sinna's probably the more experienced of the two on the, at the higher level, would you not say? Yeah, Correa would... predominantly more of a challenger player, but Correa arguably better on clay. I um, would...
0: It's hard was, to call. I'm in an and about this one earlier when I was looking at it, and I was just thinking. First of all, well, first off, I just went straight in, and I thought coria Then I was second-guessed myself, and I thought, "No, come on, Sinner's been on the bigger stage for longer, even though he's 18." <laughs> and then I, I just had to decide it by going and looking at their body of work as well. And Sinner, for me, has beaten the better players on the way. I mean, Correa beat Benoit Paire, but I don't think it's Benoit Paire that we all know and love. I don't think he's at his best yet. Sinner's beaten some actual... He took out Goffan in straight sets, don't forget. So I'm, I would think Sinner will win. I think Correa might take a set. That's my bet.
1: Fair enough. I think Correa is going to win. Uh, I think it'll be a five setter and uh, he's going to win in the fifth.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. the big shout. You are trying to tie these uh, young lads out.
1: And maybe Chechenato later today could beat Sparrow.
0: You never know with that one. You never know. We had a lot of people in the comments who was uh, yeah, saying that Chechenato...
1: I know Jagger's not going to be happy. He's probably Sparrow's biggest fan I've ever seen. Uh, he <laughs> reckons it's going to be his first Glam, uh, Grand Slam title, but not for me.
0: <laughs> oh, and Ian's correcting me saying Corey is 28 years old. All right, so he's not so young. But uh
1: yeah, no Corey is not young he's just been he's been around for a he's, while he's young a lot of the time the... he's well oh, gone on. he's only got to the main stage later on in life, i feel
0: okay, so he's young on the uh on the a t p stage so i think that's what uh more would... you got
1: the a t p challenges,
0: yeah, but more on the a t p like the the main draw. Yeah, the main draw in the grand slams. He's uh, relatively inexperienced. So this is where we're getting to see him. It's, this is where it makes it interesting, though. You get players who are young who have come through and that's their time. It's like straight away. And you get players who are on the slow burn that suddenly come through in their peak later in their career. And it's great to see them clash at the same time because, I don't know, it just happens like that. He could be looking at Sinner and thinking, God, this guy's much more experienced than me. Which is so crazy when someone's 10 years younger than you.
1: (laughs) It is is bizarre. I know what you mean. I just can't believe how young Sinner is and how good he is already. And uh, it it bodes a brilliant question. Like, obviously, there's a lot of talk. Like, who's got the better generation coming through right now? You've got, like, young uh, Italian players. You've got Russian players and Canadian players. I saw it as a comment earlier. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. But for me, all three of them nations have really exciting players coming through. If I had to pick one, being biased, I would say Italian because I feel like, <laughs> um, I don't know, I just love the Italian players. But if you look at it, I would say the Russian players are probably the more, um, I don't know, they're more advanced in terms of like they're higher in the ranking. They've sort of achieved a lot more uh, younger younger years. You could say Serbian, yeah. They're, they're yeah. another one, yeah. Uh, but with, was- with the Russian, I think you've got, what's it, Hatchinov, um, Medvedev and what's his name? Hatchnov, Medvedev, and Rublev. Yeah. yeah. Them three. And I think they are a bit. That's a, that's a formidable uh, trio. Yeah,
0: for sure. Did you say Spanish or no?
1: Yeah, Spanish, obviously. But that's, I'm not talking about Spanish because they're always there. It doesn't matter what year we're in, mate. It could be in the year 3000 and you'll have a, a bunch of great spanish players
0: it's true there are some great ones that are sort of uh, lurking in the shadows waiting to try and break through like obviously Jamino valero he's another one that we were sort of following he's in like the itfs and stuff but yeah obviously alcaraz garcia uh yeah there's just a, well, a whole plethora of amazing spanish talent always coming through it's
1: funny we talk about all these nations and then we talk about uh british players <laughs> And I think I oh, thought who's that Jack Draper, maybe.
0: Maybe he's 18, he's up to 180 in the world. So just would, would be nice to actually hear what's going on with him. I haven't heard on the word. women's
1: who we got like Burridge, would you say? Yeah, uh, uh Jody Maybe <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> one really fills us with too much op- optimism, I must admit. Um I think we'll wrap it up there. We've been talking for far too long. Yeah. If definitely. you've not already, please subscribe to the uh, to our YouTube channel, like yes. the video. And uh, we'll be bringing you another podcast tomorrow at lunchtime. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Cheers.
0: Podcast Network.
1: 18 plus.